All right, Flames TV live at the uh, well, post-game show is now live on the air as we uh, break down a Calgary Flames uh, loss, one nothing in overtime tonight. And uh, I can tell you right now off the top, the uh, highlight pack will be very short, just the one goal to show you, and it comes in overtime, and it is the game winner. Uh, Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich, and uh, kind of a departure of uh, the types of games we've seen around here lately, and uh, this one tight checking. And, um, so, you know, a few mistakes throughout the course of this game, but uh, not a lot of space for uh, really either side to generate through this game. Yeah, it had moments of tight checking, then it had moments of zero checking. Yeah. Um, there just were grade-A chances at both ends, and the goalies came up big tonight. Um, they kept both of their teams in this game and kept that score at zero, and yeah. kind of unfortunate the way it all goes down. For sure, and I guess that's where we should start here tonight is just to take a look at uh, what ends up sealing this victory for the Buffalo Sabres, and it comes in overtime, but um, unfortunate is uh, probably the best way to put it, to talk about a couple of chances uh, at the other end of the ice, and then it comes back the other way, and Jacob Markstrom just uh, has this one slide underneath the paddle. He's going to be kicking himself. We saw him go off the ice. We saw him break his stick after this, and these sting. These yeah, don't happen very often, and for how sharp he was All night. the whole rest of the evening. You know, without Jacob Markstrom, the, the Calgary Flames aren't in this game. And no. you could maybe say it conversely uh, with the Buffalo Sabres, but uh, the Sabres definitely had the better of the chance. They had way more chances. Yeah. And uh, again, Jacob Markstrom, outstanding. Unfortunate that's the way that it had to end. Yeah, Tukarski made a couple of uh, absolutely highlight reel saves at one end. He was the uh, least busy goalie, uh, 24 shots faced. Uh, Markstrom faced his 34, and, and Markstrom just saw it really right from the start of this hockey game as we kind of take a look at his night's work. But kind of started right in the first period, a couple of early tests, and then just kind of settled in the rest of the night. Yeah, and he was given his chance, or his team a chance to get their feet underneath him. Um, the, the Flames were just kind of hanging around and watching early in this first period, and there was a few chances that the Sabres had where they actually fanned on pucks and didn't get a lot on them. Even on even on the breakaway chance, Markstrom had a little help, but he made all the saves he needed to just to allow them to get their footing. But that that traction, they never they never really got it tonight, Brandon. Oh no, absolutely, and it, it just. You know, they mentioned it you know, a couple of, by both guys that so we talked to in the intermissions, uh, both Noah Hannafin and uh, Kelly Arncroach just talked about, you know, it just didn't seem like, uh, you know, connecting, you know, quite a right away and uh, maybe a little disjointed at times. The flow of the game didn't seem to be there, even though there was some pace to it, it just didn't seem to have that, it, you know, chances both ways, like you said, breakdowns in different spots, right? Yeah, and again, just to talk about a couple of the saves that Markstrom did make, though, some of those ones where he was squeezing them in and around his body, those yeah, no are not paddle. easy saves. Yeah. I said it closing the seven hole, you know, where you get your arms yeah, and you don't in. let those beat you underneath there. Um, just like that one juggling it off his pad. He saw every type of chance tonight and handled them all very well. Yeah, no question about it. He was uh, outstanding throughout this entire game and uh, looked like to be uh, well on his way to another uh, big victory for the Calgary Flames. But uh, unfortunately, the Sabres find it there in overtime. Uh, when you're in a game like this, though, I mean, do you kind of sense that as it's going along? I mean, can you snap out of those ones, or how do you kind of go about it when you feel like you're already going through one of those? Yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, you did have the feeling that this one was – it could potentially go either way, though. And I, yeah. You know what? I really liked what I saw from the Flames at the end of the third period. I thought that they had, had a little kick and a little pick-me-up and some, sure. some more urgency, so I thought they were going to get over the hump. And They've been such a good team this year, Calgary, at sticking with it, and they've been rewarded for it. So I thought maybe even tonight, even though as ugly as it was, they were going to squeeze through. But 
I guess maybe just a few too many chances given up and a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. And uh, eventually it does bite them, and, and it and it ends in that overtime uh, victory. I think it was Tate Thompson. You're so connected on what what uh, happened to set up that overtime goal. Almost forgot to look at who scored it, but it was Tate Thompson who gets his 25th of the season. Uh, expecting to hear from Daryl Sutter here. I think he's uh, sitting down at the podium uh, here right now. So let's uh, listen in, join uh, what the head coach of the Calgary Flames, what his perspective was of this hockey game here tonight. A one nothing overtime win for Buffalo. Uh, coach, I'm, I'm assuming you weren't impressed with tonight's showing. This was a pretty fast game out there. I think they're, uh, give their defense credit. They moved the puck really well. Caught us on three or four changes. But other than that, it was, uh, there's no score after 60. It's March. Can play close, hard games every game. Talk about your goalie, because up until the last play of the game, he was maybe your best player on the ice. Made some saves in the second middle, uh, where we gave up the middle of the ice, probably four or five times in the second period. Made probably got us to the overtime, but then we had, quite honest, you can win one nothing that game easy too. Missed too many, uh, missed a breakaway, missed the net breakaway, defense jump up, uh, missed chances. So that's the way it works, smart. Is this an example of the game tightening up as we get closer to the playoffs? Hundred percent. It's yeah. got to play. This is the very same game as we played in Colorado. Very same. Got to score a big goal. What did you think of Kelly Yarncroft's debut? Uh, I think as the game, he got better as the game went on. I think the first period he was kind of watching a little bit, but after that, I thought he was really good. Eric Branson didn't start the second period. Does he? Trying to find a doctor, sew him up. To get him out of the stands, get him guys sewing guys up to stitch, do your knitting, right? I could have done in five minutes, sewed horses, cows up, ten minutes. So took 33 minutes to get stitches. Need six defensemen for 65 minutes, or maybe all night. So hopefully, our whole organization's learning from that. Feel fortunate to get one point, or was this just no a way? Even? It's a good point. That might be the point that gets you into the playoffs. Not, not a chance. I mean, frig. It's a good point for us. Didn't score. I mean, got a point. The not scoring is that just something where tough to score. It's time of year. It's easy to score in October and November. You got to get into the where the mud is a little more. Mindset thing to change, Daryl? Nope, that's uh, individual. Get in there and work and dig. All right. All good. Okay. See you, guys. We're out. Uh, all right. There's some uh, thoughts from head coach Daryl Sutter, and uh, he mentioned Cali, we'll, and we'll we'll dive into a couple of thoughts there from the head coach. But uh, Cali Arncroke makes his Flames debut here tonight. Um, he actually said right in the second intermission, felt some nerves actually in the uh, first part of the game. Heading out, uh, making his debut, felt those nerves, but then settled in after that. Yeah, it's not easy. You get out there, you're, we're watching him in warm-up, and I was making the comments, you got new equipment on, you got new gloves, yeah. new helmet, whole raft of new teammates, and yeah, you may know them, but it's it's different. completely different. It's not an easy adjustment. Um, I thought he was trying hard in the first period to get his feet moving. You know, he would have had probably a long day of travel yesterday. Um, he had a couple of nice nice sticks in the first period, intercepted a couple of passes, one he knocked out of mid-air. Mid and uh, after that, he 
looked yeah. better. And, Seven you know, minutes. obviously was rewarded with some chances in the second period. Yeah, that line started to kind of click a little bit, generate some offense. And uh, Daryl also uh, mentioning maybe we got a, a second training camp coming up here. Yeah, uh, doctors, time to get it together. We're going to be having time trials. First, how fast you can get down out of the stands. And second, how fast can you stitch them up? <laughs> uh, he's, it's, hey. Yeah, what Daryl's saying—it's an important—it's it an important is, part. Yeah. The game within uh, the game, sure. Yet the uh, team has to function as a unit, and that's not just the people on the ice, the people around the players. It's absolutely everyone, and it's got to be seamless. No pun intended. Well done, well done. I appreciate that. I love a good pun. Um, all right, uh, before we, uh, we'll hear from a couple of players here shortly. But um, I mean, we'd be chances. It's hard to score in March, as uh, as Daryl so aptly put it. Um, tonight may be an example of that. There were some chances, a couple of nice looks. Callie had one of them himself, but uh, Dustin Tukarski, boy, he was he was leaping. A yeah, leap he, of faith here tonight. He was awesome, and I don't know if we, we'll get a chance to see here. We'll get a couple uh, of them. Here. He robbed several Flames players, and I think from what I heard earlier is that he got pulled after five goals in one of his last starts. Yep. So what a rebound night for him, and he's a good Sasky boy, right? Yep. So probably has a lot of fans in the stands that probably made the trip sure. especially if they heard yeah. he was potentially going to start tonight so you got to put on a performance when family's in town friends are in town and what a couple of ten dollars here yeah this is the one that obviously will stand out from tonight and then uh, this one came in the third period too again scoreless at this point to Karski just reaching across, reading the play and reacting. And you know that, a eh? little Saskatchewan ties. You're used to, well eventually once you started playing here you got used to that I'm sure but when you that visit in, you had to probably pay for an extra few tickets. Yeah, 100%. This one was one of a few that were on the map here in Edmonton when you came in from out yeah. of town. Yeah. Uh, it hit you in the wallet, but you're, <laughs> you're always so excited to have all your friends and family and everyone here. Yeah. And yeah, then you got to step up. I remember one of my games here. Um, one of my friends was jabbing me, and he kept saying, I don't think I've ever seen you fight before. Do you even know how to get, get your gloves off? <laughs> so I think it was Stitched myself on, and uh, Jeff Cowan. We had a little oh, yeah? tussle in the corner. Yeah. So I just made sure that I didn't disappoint. Right, right. So Win or lose, uh, the gloves are coming but off. But now your buddy's probably like, ah, see, I can pull some strings in the uh – in the National League, too? I could, yeah, could he, was, he was under my skin yeah, all right. Yeah, he got to you a little bit. Uh, did you win the fight? Did you? I was pretty good. Yeah. Cowan was a pretty tough character yeah. at the time, and uh, I actually I think it ended up being right in the corner where their tickets were, too, <laughs> and that might have, may or may not have been on right. purpose. And a cake did, all, did all right. Did yeah. okay, yeah. Did yeah. you flash him a little wink and a gun after that? Hey, I got you. Yeah, I just was – I had my own retorts after the yeah, game. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. Um yeah, March. You just talked about March. It's difficult this time. Do you notice as a player, do you notice a switch when it starts to turn like this a little bit more? Do you remember that, that um, yeah, a little tighter, a little harder to, to generate offense? Yeah, and they might be even a little behind, right, with this extended sure. schedule this year. And yeah. all this hockey that they've been ha having, though, that might put a little bit more pressure on, too. First, there's fatigue that factors in. But, yeah, it, it gets tight checking and it gets – very gritty, but mm -hmm. you know what? Tonight surprised me a little bit, and got to give credit to the Buffalo Sabres. Usually those tight, hard, gritty, more playoff-like games come against a lot of the teams that are in it. Sure. And yeah, I, don't think we'd I don't think we'd consider the Buffalo Sabres one of those clubs yeah. as of right now. And uh, so tonight surprised me a little bit, yeah. but that's the way it goes. 
all teams in this league have a lot of pride and the Buffalo Sabres, they're going to go out, they're going to try to be spoilers. And when you're going up one of the against one of the best teams in the NHL, you come prepared, and they showed yeah. that tonight. And at the end of the day, it's good for you. It's good for you to go through these types of games, I would assume, right, and, uh, you know, get some of these reps because it's going to look – it's not going to change much over the next – you know, month and a half of this season. Yeah, and you might as well start working on things yourself. Start working yeah. on your physical game and all those little things that are going to change when the, when the time comes. You know, it's funny. We're, uh, we're doing an abbreviated postgame show here tonight because there is a, an airplane, part of uh, the 12th back-to-back -back of the season for the Calgary Flames on to Vancouver. So um, that's it. That's, we're, we're, call, we're calling it. we got to get of, to the airport. One of us is on the plane and <laughs> one of us is home to bed. <laughs> that's right. I wonder who that would be. Early curfew tonight, Sarchi. Don't you curfew. worry. Don't you worry. The U13s have a big match tomorrow, so this coach is going to be primed. <laughs> He's putting it into bed early. That's good. That's, uh, that's what you should do on a Friday night. A uh, big game coming up for, uh, for Coach Sarchi on the other side. As for us here, uh, Calgary Flames, they do get the point. Big point, as head coach Daryl Sutter alluded to. one nothing the final in overtime as the Calgary Flames fall. But uh, it is uh, an opportunity to get right back on uh, the horse tomorrow because the Flames visit the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. A little rematch between the division rivals as uh, they do battle tomorrow night at in Vancouver. Next home game here, back at the Scotiabank Saddledome against the San Jose Sharks coming up on Tuesday.